two men living lives of quiet desperation and crushed dreams. One who recently accepted his fate as a failure, the other who spent 30 years living with the failures of the past. The two strangers are brought together by a hot blonde and roller disco. It's the 1980 musical fantasy. Sonny Malone is a damn good album cover painter who took a whack at doing his own thing. So he quit his job, struck out on his own, and failed dismally. With tail tucked between his legs, he grovels to get his old job back. He's assigned an album cover to paint, and on that cover is the hot blonde who randomly kissed him on the boardwalk yesterday. Like an obsessive stalker, he bolts from his job to wander the beach looking for Miss X. Through a series of highly unlikely events, Sonny meets up with Danny McGuire, a clarinetist who worked with the big names of the big bands in the 30s and 40s. Now he spends his time hanging out on the beach playing his clarinet while running a construction company. Through a series of more contrived events, Danny and Sonny bond. And with the nudging of the hot blonde, they team up to turn a rotting auditorium into a sparkling roller disco. It was a dream come true. Oh, and along the way, Sonny finds out the hot blonde is Kira, one of the mythical muses who's the daughter of Greek god Zeus and Minimus... Zeus's lady friend. Now you can tell right there, friends, that he don't know nothing. I'm not as I appear to you. I'm amused. I'm glad somebody's having a good time. I'm serious. I come from Mount Helicon. I'm the daughter of Zeus. Look up the word muse in the dictionary. Go on. Page 728. Read it. <sighs> okay. All right, I'll read it. Muse. Any of the nine sisters... Like the album cover? Any of the nine sister goddesses in Greek mythology presiding over song and poetry and the arts and sciences. And do you believe me now, Sonny? How'd you do that? I first saw this movie when it hit cable in the fall of 1981. I was underwhelmed, but watched it a bunch of times hoping it would get better. It didn't. I watched it again in 1988, thinking that I might like it now. You know, now that I'm old, no, no. Still lame. Saw it again in 2000 was on TV, watched it just because it was there, and didn't expect anything great. And it still maintained its disappointment quality. Oh, God, this sucks. The writing is so lazy at times. The scene where Sonny and Danny meet feels like it's jammed in there. While Sonny's on his babe quest, he diverts off the sidewalk to talk to Danny on the beach just because he's playing the clarinet. It feels like the writer thought, we gotta find a way for these two to meet up. How about a jarring, unnatural-to-the-moment scene where they exchange banter for no reason? It's pretty stupid! And also, what about Sonny's dream? Danny's dream to once again be a nightclub king is realized, but nothing happens with Sonny's dream to be a successful artist. There's something going on around here that just don't add up. The acting is... meh. Any competent actor could have played Sonny. Gary Sandy, WKRP program director Andy Travis could have played him just as well, or even better than Michael Beck. You're a genius. Olivia Newton-John plays Kira the Muse as a one-and-a-half-note character. The only time she's not being a coy flirt is when she's sad for about ten minutes of the movie. You're not smiling today. And for a man haunted by the nostalgic memories of the 40s and failures that have latched onto Danny's back for three decades, Gene Kelly portrays him as one perky son of a bitch. Dig that square. I despise musicals. <laughs> 
any reality of the world the movie is trying to create is ruined for me when people start singing their dialogue and everybody around them joins in with big dance numbers. I hate when people do that. That never, ever happens in the real world. People who start singing in public get weird looks. Nobody joins in, everybody avoids eye contact, and gives the nut a wide berth. Doctor thought I might have brain damage. So with all that against it, was Xanadu worth my time this time? Actually, yes. Yes, it was. What? It's still not a great movie. But what made it fun to watch it in 2017 was all the early 80s cheese. Added to all its other problems, there is a great surplus of cheese. Roller skates everywhere. Men in shorts that just cleared their nuts. Video effects that look like the screensaver for a space-based Atari 2600 video game. <laughs> this was something that could not be appreciated in the 80s. Because you are in the era of the cheese, you cannot see the cheese. You're living in it. But when you move out of that cheese and leave it alone for, say, 37 years, then you chuckle, shake your head, and enjoy that aged cheese. Wide assortments of cheeses. Also, the musical numbers are in settings where it doesn't destroy the reality the movie is trying to create. Nobody sings their dialogue, no big dance numbers with strangers in public. The musical moments happen in fantasies, daydreams, animation, on a nightclub stage, or in the case of all over the world, a rock video is used to further the story. Even though it's aged well enough to put on a fine cracker, there was one thing that's still true about Xanadu. The music is better than the movie. Man, I really dig that acid rock. So, if like me, you hated Xanadu when you watched it in 1980-whatever, watch it again. But do it for the early 80s cheese entertainment. Tasty, health-giving cheese they will enjoy. I'm Eric Paul Johnson, and I have a dream about Olivia Newton-John that I need to make come true. Uh, please forgive me, but the lady says to tell you that you are creeping her out. <laughs> <laughs>